0: Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do my review for the 2020 edition of The Invisible Man, starring one Elizabeth Moss, uh, from The Handmaid's Tale and a couple of other things as well uh, that we know of. Uh, Of course, Handmaid's Tale is still uh, going, she's still in it and all that sort of thing. But uh, I'm here today to talk about The Invisible Man, which of course stars her in the lead role, uh, of course. Um... I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was an interesting concept that I personally hadn't sort of seen before. I know that I know that this is a remake of uh, an old film. I have not seen the previous edition of this film, um, but I've only seen this uh, version, of course. Um, in terms of the you know the main female character that we have here, Little Elizabeth Moss is, I think it's Cecile. Her name is. Um, I can't think of a of a woman or you know an actress. That You could cast who would be better At this kind of role than her uh, In terms of you know A traumatised female kind of character Because let's face it she does get very traumatised In this film Um, You know I, I mean part of that kind of training you could say comes from the handmaid's tale for for, for me you know you, you sort of see obviously what she goes through in that sort of show obviously I won't spoil anything from that here uh, just spoiler wise as well we're going to stay spoiler free of course for the start of this uh, we we'll do a bit of housekeeping and then I'll let you know when I go into spoilers so don't worry about any of that just yet if you've not seen the invisible man um, but yeah can't think of a better actress for this type of role there might be an actress out there who could do a good job in this type of role but like I don't know. Kind of feels it, it in a weird way, like she's been. I mean, not in terms of a um. What do you call that? Is like, like a typecast kind of thing when when one actor or actress is only good for one kind of role. I don't think it's that sort of situation for her. I just think that for all the kind of sort of training she's done with the Handmaid's Tale, and then goes into this and she does a basic, basically a very very similar role. You know, a traumatized female character, for different reasons, of course there is no invisible person in The Handmaid's Tale, I don't think that's a spoiler, I think that's a bit more of a given, Um but you know, there's no um handmaids in this, there's no invisible men in The Handmaid's Tale, so it's, you know, a different situation for her, but it's still nonetheless a, uh, a traumatised female character for her to play, another one of those. Um I thought the build-up for this was pretty good, I thought that the slow descent for her in a way of course i won't say you know what happens to her or whatever or what happens to anybody in this film um i thought was done pretty well i thought there was some interest it's difficult in 2020 to i mean it's getting more difficult to scare people it's getting more difficult to do great drama it's getting more difficult to make people laugh uh just because of all the stories and all 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 the you know storylines and all the fiction that we've seen before and when you have the concept of like hey this invisible man is gonna slowly creak a door open or push a box forward or um do these other little touches and bits and pieces um it reminded me a bit in a way of in a different kind of frame if you will of some of the stuff you'd see in like paranormal activity now i don't i think that this is better than most of the paranormal activity films just in terms of that slow that that slow sort of like Okay, night one, like the the box is going to move, and night two, the door is going to open, and night three, the 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 uh, the bed sheets are going to get pulled off, and that slow sort of build up. It's I think in terms because that's really because in terms of this man trying to you know traumatize uh, this particular woman, obviously Elizabeth Moss's uh, Cecile in, in this film, it's very difficult in any other way to. Because you could have something to where like oh I've put my passport on the on this table and the next morning it's not there and hey the invisible man maybe moved it or whatever that's not one of the things that happened but uh, that that sort of thing where like characters place things in certain places and they get moved because it's it's the slow descent into maybe not madness but the the slow descent of a character of where someone's trying to mess with them basically and it like i said in 2020 it's very difficult to do something like that where that is a little bit reliant on jump scares in certain ways where like doors are being slammed and characters are getting pushed or um the slow creaking of like different objects and that's sort of, it, it's very difficult to do that when like uh, cuz jump scares are Poor kind of tool to use in any kind of thing... ...because it's like, oh great, you know, a character jumped out at somebody... ...or a door slammed or something like that. And I think this film does that pretty well. There is certain ones where it's like, okay, yeah, we, we, you, the camera stared at the door for 30 seconds... ...and it creaked open. And I kind of think in this film, it does a good job of... ...instead of relying on that scaring you specifically as the audience... ...the effect that that has in the universe, in universe, sorry, of Elizabeth's character, and you watching that, that I feel like they wanted to rely more on the effect of how those sort of little things, you know, doors creaking open, that sort of thing, how that would affect Cecile more than how it would affect the actual audience, because it's, it's relied upon a little bit in this film that you're more kind of scared. Instead of you being scared of like, oh, the door's gonna open, what's gonna happen next? It's more like, okay, the door's opened, and because um, that's kind of a, I'm mentioning that a lot because that's kind of a classic thing, isn't it? You know, it's, oh, it's late at night, the doors creaked open, so that's why I'm kind of uh referencing that quite a bit. And uh it's, I, I mean, it's still pretty affecting the way it tries to do it, and I didn't feel like, oh, there was it, there was a couple of scenes where it's like, okay, door, yeah, you know, doors open, great, not much happened, let's move on. But it's gotta be it's gotta be the slow build up, you know. If if this invisible man turns up and like pushes Cecile over, drags her through the hallway, like slams her into a door in night one, that's a little bit kind of too quick. You ha- you have to get that kind of confusion into the character of like, wait a minute, why is that thing moved? There's no one else here. Everybody's asleep, and it's like four o'clock in the morning or whatever. You kind of have to do that, and um, yeah, I just think for a twenty twenty version of that that does have those horror cliches in it. Um, they they pulled that off really well. That's the point I was trying to make. Uh, so I think that was good as well. Like I said, Elizabeth Moss, she really shines in this. There's a couple of great actors and actresses in this film. They do a very very good job. Obviously, the highlight is supposed to be Elizabeth Moss. Uh, I I mean to be honest as well, when I heard of like okay, the Invisible Man, I was like okay, that sounds kind of interesting. And then I heard El- Elizabeth Moss and knew that she was going to be the character to be traumatized. And as someone who's seen the Hammy's Tale, I was like, yep, she'll be good at that. I'm in kind of thing. Not to specifically see elizabeth moss play another character to get traumatized it's just that she's very very good at that and this is in terms of like me watching elizabeth moss in different things like i want to see her do some different stuff as well because like Hammaid's tale has been going for what is it four seasons it's going to be in its like fifth season i think this year or next year whenever it comes back and i'd like to see her do some some different stuff because i think she's got a lot of range i'm not just particularly pointing out her out of like oh she's good at being a traumatized woman and that's it she is great at that but i can see in her performance um and w- what she's done both in here and in the handmaid's tale that she's capable of a lot of different things and i would just like to kind of see that in the future so we'll see how that goes of course like she, she's one of the big actresses out there so i'm sure that uh she won't suddenly go really quiet after the handmaid's tale's finished um which i, I hope is the case anyway so um yeah, I mean, you know, the, it it was uh, an effective film in terms of her descent, and not necessarily the audience's getting scared, um, because it's more it's more the case of like instead of trying to get you scared as the audience, this film is trying to sort of just show you, yeah, just her kind her her kind of traumatization, how is she gonna deal with it, and of course when you're dealing with an invisible man and you try and explain that to somebody. It doesn't quite sound normal. So how she's going to deal with that. I think that's handled pretty well. Because um, like if your friend or family member comes up to you. And something unexplained has happened. And you think that they've done it. And they definitely haven't. Because an invisible person has done it. You're going to have. A, no matter like how. You know if that's your parents or your wife or your husband. Or whatever. You're going to still have a bit of a hard time believing. Like okay. An invisible man attacked you or moved something or Whatever. Um, and this film does, it does a good job of getting there with that, I'll say. So, I don't think there's anything else really spoiler-free I can really kind of bring up. There is a, a fair few things that happened in this film. I'll obviously talk about them in the spoiler section. So, um, yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll go into a bit of housekeeping, and then I'll go into spoilers. But I'm, I'm going to give you one more warning before we do that. So, uh, stay tuned and stick around for a little bit. Today's sponsor is Koalu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today... Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, Top 10 Marvel Characters, another article of course from Natasha Gray, Uh, she's written about her favourite Marvel characters, she's previously done work on uh, her top 5 favourite male characters in fiction of course, and a couple of other things as well, so uh, go and check out uh, her latest written piece, that's of course not a podcast, it's a written piece from her, so um go and check that out as well very very well written and uh, i'm quite happy with what she's done there as well so that's really good uh random gaming talk this week we talked about uh, the coronavirus which is obviously a hot topic at the moment for various different reasons but it's not just making people sick it's uh cancelling a bunch of video game stuff which is obviously relevant to random gaming talk our video games podcast uh it could possibly delay the ps5 and the xbox series x we don't know that for sure but uh it's certainly disrupting a few things and video games are included so that's why we talked about the coronavirus on this week's gaming talk uh but in good positive news uh cd project red are doing more goodwill with um with their upcoming game of course cyberpunk 2077 which does star uh keanu reeves Uh, so that's good as well we also talked about uh, March's PS Plus and Games with Gold Games there are of course the free Playstation and Xbox games you can get with their different subscriptions Uh, those will be the ones for next month Uh, Walking Dead and and, uh, Better Call Saul are both back for the second half of season 10 for The Walking Dead so season 10 episode 9 was this week's episode and uh, Better Call Saul had a double episode return so 501 and 502 Uh, me and David talked about them both on the same podcast of course talked about episode 1 first and then episode 2 later so uh, you could check those out so those two TV shows are back both on AMC of course uh, Now TV review continuing my streaming service reviews now TV was the next one of course I've done Netflix Amazon Prime video and now uh, now TV next week either on Monday or Tuesday I'm going to be taking a look at all for the uh, free uh, on-demand streaming service um, for of course channel 4 E4 and all the rest of those um, so that's good as well Uh, What else we got here? What happened to uh, Riverdale? A little podcast talking about, of course, the CW uh, version of Riverdale and just what kind of has happened to it. Uh, Not necessarily some good stuff. Uh, United cast, Man United did beat Watford uh, 3-0 at Old Trafford as well. Uh, so I talked about that. We did also beat uh, Club Bruges by five goals to nil yesterday. So we're through to the next round of the Europa League. I'll be back on Monday to talk about whatever happens against Everton on Sunday. So look out for that. Uh, let's play Sundays for um, Doom is um, VR. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, gaming talk last week. Of course, we talked about Ubisoft, Insomniac Games, and uh, Pax East, uh, and that's what we've been doing on our. Of uh, course, uh, other, other film reviews. Uh, Birds of Prey, Sonic. 1917 and uh, Parasite as well. So yeah, check all that out on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Um, Alright, I'm going to go into spoilers now for The Invisible Man. So if you've not seen the 2020 edition of The Invisible Man, of course with Elizabeth Moss, you're going to want to leave now. If you're listening on a podcast, player or service, uh, just go into that, press pause and uh, go and see it and then come back. Of course, I do recommend the film, so uh, there's that as well. Um... And if, of course, you're listening on the website, either press back or click on the uh, homepage button and that will take you away from the podcast. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Like, there, there was a scene that the... I'll say the audience, that the, you know, obviously the, the cinema that I was in. And uh, there's that one night where, uh, like, the box, that that, that that little cardboard box moves like a millimetre. And if I was like, oh... Uh, I got the th- I got the feeling that everyone was like, "Oh, that's what that's what you're doing on 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 this night." Like that's one of the little pieces that was uh that was kind of interesting. So um, yeah, obviously we got a bunch of stuff to talk about with her partner and the whole faking of of like his death. And then I really like the the touch of like when he says surprise at the end, and you know that he's lying, and uh, obviously it doesn't get caught on camera. Uh, as to him confessing to, to the murders and stuff um, I thought that the whole suit idea was kind of interesting Because I did kind of think like oh, g- Going in I kind of thought like Oh maybe it will just be He is just invisible and, and that's about it But obviously they explain the whole suit thing I thought that was pretty cool I mean there's a, there's a point in this film isn't there Where like she's breaking out of the psychiatric unit hospital sort of thing that she's in and it kind of, for a couple of minutes, turns into an action film. A bit, of like, a bit of, like, a Terminator kind of situation where, like, obviously he's not, like, you know, T-800, he's still, uh, is it T-800, t 82 t 200 whatever it's called. Their franchise is dead anyway, so. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's the point, obviously, where instead of him being, like, almost invincible, which those machines pretty much are, unless you damage them quite a bit it's more the fact that he's invisible and she's got to try and find him and uh obviously he's invisible so that's a bit difficult but i did like the sort of the the little breakaway kind of scene where like obviously she goes to cut herself with the pen and all that sort of thing and then obviously he um he tries to stop her because obviously the baby and all that sort of stuff is there and just this little this just this kind of interesting transition of where um we kind of see the suit for the first Time on him. I can't, did we see? Yeah, we knew we knew about the suit suit before that, didn't we? Because obviously she went back to the house and saw all of the um, you know the the the, the little machine kind of thing, obviously. So, uh, but it was cool to kind of see that all in motion and everything. And uh, you kind of get because like no one believes her, do they? Like, okay, you're you you're not looking very well. You've like just killed your sister, or at least we think you've killed your sister. I'll talk about that in a minute, of course. Um. And then, like, okay, you're now telling us that, like, an invisible man has done this. And, like, you know, there's the whole medication mix up. And just looks, looks like she's kind of losing her mind a bit, doesn't it? So it doesn't look good for her. I mean, there's the particular scene where, like... I mean, I should probably talk about... That. that was that was really quite tragic, the whole sister thing of her clearly showing, like, okay, she could beat up this guy and all that sort of stuff. And uh, her starting to tell her about, like, oh, this suit has got cameras on it and stuff. And then you just... I really like the way they cut that scene because there's the bit where... What's it? There's the bit where like it cuts back to just in front of I'd just say Elizabeth's face for you know or Cecile's face, and you can see the knife kind of dangling there, and it's like oh you have the realization like okay he's right there, he's holding the knife, and then just like quick cut on on uh, Cecile's throat, and uh, it's really quite tragic, and the audience sort of gasped a bit, gasped uh, a bit of that, and that was uh, pretty tragic, and then of course just the cliche thing of like you know well not cliche really, like the knife gets put back into her hand, there's blood on it, the person opposite the table on her is bleeding, and looks like she's been caught red-handed, committing murder, of course, and then just pretty much passes out and gets arrested, so, um, yeah, I mean, after everything she's already been through in the film, and then that happens to her, it's, uh, really quite tragic, so, um, yeah, thought that that was, uh, really tragic and everything, and, um, the one kind of big casualty of the film, I suppose, I know, you know, obviously that his, sorry, her, um, husband or partner or whatever, dies at the end, which was great, but, uh, you know, the dog lives, which, uh, is always nice, um, her friend who she went to see, he lives, uh, Elizabeth herself, or Cecile, uh, she lives of course, so that's great as well, um, but yeah, just this little transition of like, you know, there's the gun there, and then the guard gets kind of, um, zapped or electrocuted or whatever, the, with the taser thing, and then, she has to kind of break away, and you kind of see, obviously, as as his suit is kind of glitching in and out, and these guards have this realisation of, like, oh, there is an invisible man, and he's trying to shoot me. So uh, that, was, that was an interesting little kind of almost Terminator switch kind of thing, where you, throughout most of this film it's pretty much, okay, how is she going to get away from this invisible man, and then it turns into, like... Okay, she's got a... she. Everyone kind of is aware a bit. Obviously, he's glitching in and out, so certain people aren't seeing him. But uh, her kind of escaping, and then this this guy just going on kind of a rampage and stuff. So, I thought that was uh, really interesting as well. Um, yeah, and then there's obviously the manipulation with the whole email thing. Sent to the sister, and then the whole stuff in the loft with the surprise. I thought all well, that was pretty good. I did like the first little revelation of... Um, it? She goes up in the loft and she uses that paint, doesn't she? She realises the guy's there and throws the paint over him. And you kind of see... Is silhouette the right word to use? You sort of see him in his form a bit, obviously, because he's been... You know, if you cover something invisible in a liquid like that, or like she's tried to do with that... um, dirt stuff I, I, I didn't catch what it was actually called some sort of um thing that was in the kitchen she put that on the floor like if you start to see footprints or so, something like that or you throw like paint over an invisible person like that uh you'll then see them in their form because that that's one of the few ways you can get them to show up I thought that was pretty good and that was kind of a shocking moment so that was great um and then uh yeah obviously she sees the portfolio thing the art thing up in the loft um That was good as well and obviously she goes to her interview and stuff and um, pretty much passes out because she realises like okay, was it Adrian I think the the husband's or the partner's name was? Um, Obviously he's he's, uh, hidden that and everything so I thought that was great but uh, overall I had a good time with this film. I was more in it for Elizabeth's performance than anything else Um, but an interesting little concept. I don't know how you could really do this again anytime soon. Um, plus the fact, like I've said, you've literally cast the perfect person to do this. I can't think... Even, even if you switched it around, right? And it was... Even if it was still a man doing the doing the chasing and all that sort of stuff. Even if it was a man that was being traumatised. I don't know... I can't think of an actor, obviously, that uh, would be as... I, I just don't think if you casted anybody else, whether it's a man or a woman, uh, to do this kind of role that it would be as good just because Elizabeth is so kind of good at at doing that sort that sort of thing. So anyway, um yeah, what else is there for for spoilery stuff? I mean you yeah, had the whole daughter plot I thought was quite good, uh, the money plot which I thought was, was kind of interesting. Obviously that has to get kind of temporarily cut off because of um you know the the whole crime thing, uh and that sort of stuff. So it it was interesting to see like okay, what is this guy's motivations gonna be? He could obviously kill Kill uh, Cecile. He, he strangles her several times. He throws her across the room. Obviously, there's the whole kitchen scene with the fight and all that sort of thing. And he could have e- he could have easily killed her multiple times because, like, I mean, when he holds her up against the wall, strangling her, there's like multiple knives. He could have snapped her neck. He could have done a bunch of stuff. So, but obviously, it was just a uh, traumatization, payback kind of thing. So, interesting stuff. Um, yeah, the next film for me, I think Onward is out next week. The uh, new Pixar film. Um, with, uh, I think it's Chris Pratt and Tom Holland are doing the voices for that. And then soon after that, I know that we've got a quiet place out soon. And then there is um, uh, Mulan is out on the 27th of March. So those are the next couple of films I'm looking at. And then April is... Is New Mutants out in April? Finally out in April? Is that like April 3rd or something? Uh, obviously James Bond is out on April what, 2nd or 1st. Um, so that's going to be... Some other films as well. Uh Yeah, whenever New Mutants comes out. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that's April at some point. But yeah, for, for, for the near future, Onward is out pretty soon. Quite a place too, which I'm really looking forward to. And uh, like I said, Mulan. So, uh, And what I'm going to do as well, because Mulan is out on the 27th and Disney Plus over here comes out on the 24th. I'm going to try and watch, because I don't really remember what much of the animated uh, Mulan film um so I'm going to maybe try... If that's available day one on Disney Plus for the UK... I'm going to try and watch that before the live action version... So I can at least do a little bit of kind of comparison and stuff... So we'll see how that goes... That's not really a guarantee... But uh, I will certainly be trying to see the uh, live action version of the film... So yeah that's pretty much it from me today... Uh, of course like I said I'll be back on Monday pretty much... To do my uh, Everton vs Man United review... Uh, me and Barry have got some other stuff planned... Of course Gaming Talk 200 is next week... Walking Dead and Bed Cold Soul next week... More episodes from them... Uh, onward if that's out next week or the week after uh, I'll be checking those out so yeah keep your eyes on entertainmenttalk.org for uh, all the other content and everything uh, of course if you want to support the podcast support Entertainment Talk. Uh, we are on Patreon. Please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers. That's for ad-free podcast options and review options. Uh, if you're on Amazon affiliate link, or if, sorry, if you're using Amazon, you can use our Amazon affiliate link. Uh, that's where we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds, please rate, review and subscribe to those and make sure to subscribe so that you get the new episodes. Um, what else is there? Word of mouth, of course. Please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and your iTunes feeds. Social media, please share them on Facebook and Twitter. And, of course, if you're allowed to put them in different Facebook groups. Um video games, if you want to watch us play different video games, me and David stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer. And look out for Let's Play Sundays as well. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.